I appreciate members of the Ark Fellowship. We're going somewhere. <laughs> uh, we will touch this whole community. Yesterday, I was out with uh, Blair, just inviting people. Blair is back there. This is really exciting. I've been going to uh, Food Town, and I stand by as people walk around, and I give them this little card, and I'm told, I tell them, I'm Pastor Good Luck, and they say, your name is Good Luck? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, Good Luck. <laughs> And, uh, and I invite them to church and I tell them about how great you guys are. I'm telling the truth, how great you guys are. I tell them how great you guys are. I say you really will love the church. You got great people, they'll love you and all of that. And, um, and that's the truth. And um, Blair was uh, with me last night as we were giving out uh, tracks. She can raise money. I told her, you need to help me raise some money. And... Um, <laughs> Oh, quit, Ines. But, but what happened is uh, a young, a young a, a, a couple, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, they were walking into the store, and uh, Blair gave this uh, girl the card. And she says, kind of, yes. And she told her boyfriend, you know, I told you God's going to give us a sign. <laughs> I told you God's going to give us a sign. They've been talking about going to church. Probably one of them is saying no. And the other one say, we really need to go to church. And they prayed, God, give us a sign. I don't know how that works. But <laughs> God gave them a sign. And they, they left rejoicing. Amen. That's what it is. We got to reach out to them. Amen. You know, they say this. They say this. Okay. They say this. Even though you have 9% of Christians going to church. 85% of Americans, by survey, 85% of Americans say they will go to church. They will actually go if somebody will invite them. That means, oh no, I felt bad. That's why I'm going to food town. <laughs> amen. I'm going to town, amen. I'm going to town with this thing. If 85% will go to church if they're invited, hey, what have I been doing? I'll invite them. You need to do the same, amen? amen. And uh, we'll fill the house of God, and uh, God will be glorified. Amen. I'm going to be speaking or uh, continuing with the message that I started. Uh, this is actually the ninth message. <coughs> I'm writing a book. <laughs> I'm writing a book. No, seriously, I'm writing a book. I'd like to be called an author. <laughs> And I've started writing the book. Uh, but this is the ninth message. And the title of the message is, The Saints of Jesus. The Saints of Jesus. And Jesus concluded his message, Everyone who hears the saints of mine, I will liken to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And that rock is Jesus Christ. So I want to know what he's saying. And when I get these saints and I practice them, then I know I am on the rock. If the wind blow, I know I'll still be standing. If the rain and the floods come, I will be standing according to the words of Jesus, and he cannot lie. And so we, we've been through, going through this message, but right now we want, we're focusing on what we call the Lord's Prayer. The way he taught us to pray. Because that's really vital. If you're going to be a Christian, you got to get your prayers answered. Because if you don't have your prayers answered, boy, you're exposed. Because everything that you receive, 
coming from God. That's what the Bible says. What have you, what have you that you did not receive? So you got to receive it from God. So if I'm going to be receiving things from God, and if everything I have has to come from God, receiving it from God, I need to know how to receive from Him. And how to get Him to give me so I can receive. So Jesus taught us how to pray. And that's where we are at right now. Our Father, we shout in heaven, and I said you have to establish the fact, and coming out, out, God Himself, you are my Father. You are my Father in heaven. I am connected to you, you see. I am your child. I'm here. You, you are my heavenly Father. You, Jesus said, establish that. Our Father which art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. After you've established that, then you start to worship him. Because he is God. How great he is. You, you worship him. But then we've come to this point where Jesus is saying that we ask for forgiveness and forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. In other words, forgive us our sins even as we have forgiven others uh, their sins. Because with, without forgiveness, you can't receive anything from God. So we need that. But after you have been forgiven your sins, there is a chance you can go back to those things. So Jesus said we must pray this way and do not lead us to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Do not lead us to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. I have been cleansed. I have been forgiven. My life is great now. I don't want to go back. Please don't let me go back. Don't let me sin against you. Don't let me be overtaken by sin again. I like to stay clean. So we must pray against temptation. That's what he's saying. Pray against temptation. Now if you read the scripture itself, he says, and do not lead us into temptation. It seems like, see if God has this habit of leading people into temptation and we have to beg him please don't lead me into temptation but that's not what he's saying he's actually saying god don't turn don't turn the enemy loose on my life hold him back that's you praying against temptation god don't, will not allow you to be tempted above what you are able and so, as you pray, you make that possible so that you are not led into a place or you don't make that wrong decision led by your own lust into a place where you are taken captive and sin then overcomes you. Because sin is dangerous. He'll destroy you. He'll destroy your family. He'll destroy your church. He'll destroy everything that's good in your life. So God, Jesus is telling us, pray this way. And if we pray that way, God hears from heaven. But that is something curious here. If you read in Matthew in chapter 4, after Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit, verse 1, he says, then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And you're wondering, okay, God said, he said, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And then the Holy Spirit is leading Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And he said, whoa, what's going on here? Now, Jesus, if you follow the scriptures, we are going to be tempted. It's given. We are going to be tempted. You better, you're going to face it. 
But you notice, God never allowed that temptation until after Jesus had prayed for how many days? 40 days and fasted for 40 days. You can't take a man on like, a man like that on. I mean, no devil can take a man like that on. There's no way it can happen. God knew he was ready. Amen? And that's why we pray. We'll pray beforehand before temptation comes your way. And when it comes, because you are prayed up, it's not going to affect you. Because easily we can be taken. So we want God to protect us from that. And you pray, Jesus said, constantly pray against what's coming in the future. Because you don't know what's coming in the future. You don't know what the enemy is planning. You don't even know what those in your office are planning against your life. You don't know those who have gathered themselves and become your enemy in their own heart. And they are planning against you. You don't know any of that. But when you pray against it, and God allows trials because that's the way he chooses to promote you. He prepares you in your prayer so you're free. When you, and then after the prayer, and you can see it in the, the temptation of Jesus. After Jesus went through all the serious temptation, he said when it was over, an angel came and ministered to him. Wow. Wow. Every time you go through temptation, when you overcome, an angel ministers to you. Everything you have prayed for, the minister to you. Can I hear an amen? Hear the minister to you. So the key thing is to keep back. If you read in Psalm 19 verse 13. It says, keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them dominion over me then i shall be blameless i shall be blameless if you you can keep yourself god i shall be blameless and i shall be innocent of great transgression keep me also from presumptuous sins there are presumptuous sins i can it doesn't matter i'm going to do this and then i will repent later that's a presumptuous sin that's presumption. You are just believing because God is a good God. I'm going to go ahead and do this because I feel this way. I'll repent later. You are presuming that thing may destroy you. You may never recover. You may never recover. Think about Adam. Just this little apple, it seems simple, right? Very simple. I'll just eat it and okay. And then that's what changed the whole cause of nature. That's presumption. You can't do that. Pray against it. He said, I don't want them to let these things not have dominion over my life. No, I don't want sin to have dominion. He's God that's going to make that happen for you so that sin doesn't have dominion over you. You can do it yourself. You've tried on your own strength. You'll fail always. But when you ask him, he is the helper. He'll help you to be free. Amen. We have to pray that way. Jesus said, pray this way. This is how you will be successful. Pray this way. Pray this way. Pray this way. Pray. We are praying people. If you are a Christian, you ought to be praying. And this is the way to pray to keep your head up. 
So regardless of what's happening in the world, you are standing firm because God is with you. God is with you, constantly with you, never leaving you alone because you are his child, his servant for the world. Amen. You know, Jesus said you should watch and pray. Watch and pray. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Not just for Jesus, every one of us. The flesh is weak, constant. Jesus said the flesh profits nothing. It's the spirit that gives life. The flesh has no profit. It won't profit you. You will struggle in the flesh, trying to make it in life. It will not profit you. It's the spirit that gives life. We need to focus on the spirit and pray. Amen. Pray. That's what David meant when David said that God should lead him in the paths of righteousness. Not path, not one. Paths of righteousness for your name's sake. So your name is glorified because I'm walking in the paths of righteousness. That's what he meant. When you pray against temptation, what you're saying is, God, I want you to lead me in the paths of righteousness. Not just one path. Everywhere you choose to go is the path of righteousness. And there's always reward for the righteous. You cannot be destroyed when you are righteous. No harm comes to the righteous. No harm. The righteous is surrounded with favor, according to the Bible, as a shield. The righteous, lead me in the paths of righteousness. Restore my soul, he says. And lead me, not, lead me in the paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Because of your name, lead me. I can't do it myself. I pray against temptation and God stands up for me. When the devil sees me, he sees God behind me. Have you all seen that uh, a, a commercial? Uh, the, uh, the, is it William Shapner? I don't know what it is. A uh, Star Wars kind of fellow. He's trying to get a deal. He says 65 cents for hotel night. Have you seen that commercial? $65 for one night. The guy said, we don't have anything like that here. We don't go. And then there's this big guy behind him. He says, take him. And that guy does something like this. And the guy said, we'll do it for tonight. <laughs> Amen. When the devil comes at you and you have been praying and prayed up, when he faces you, guess who he sees behind you? <laughs> and he says, okay. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to fight. Okay, I'll come some other time then tonight. You can have it tonight. Amen. Amen. God, that's what he wants us to do. Amen. We pray and stay prayed up so that when temptation comes, you're standing. The next thing Jesus wanted, he concludes his message. For thine is the kingdom. The power and the glory forever amen that's wonderful now think about it you've asked for your daily bread amen we talked about that give me my daily bread not this mousy thing give me the food that is going to last for today tomorrow i'll ask you again no he says give me this day what my daily bread i want
my bread today for the rest of my life. Is that not what he's saying? Give this day my daily bread. Constantly. After you've prayed for that, you ask for forgiveness, you've prayed against temptation. Now you turn everything into praise. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. You must always get into your, when you've prayed, at the end of your prayer, end it with praise. Many of us, including me, when we pray, we are crying because of the pain of the problem, right? Am I the only one that does that? <laughs> it's really painful. You know, it's funny. If you pray like that, guess who is watching you praying as well? The devil. He's saying, I got him in the corner now. He's crying. I got him good. Pray, brother. Have you watched boxing? I watch boxing sometimes. Some people think it's illegal, but they are all crazy. No? <laughs> For a Christian to do that, but I do. But um, have you watched boxing? And they, when the champion gets you in the corner, he, he doesn't want you to come out of that place, right? He's going to take you out. Amen. He knows you're weak. He's seen some weak signs. Maybe your leg wobble a little bit. I got him now. I'm going to take him out. And he won't let you move. They come very fast. You know, when you're crying, and he says, Oh, Satan, please leave me alone. He says, I got him now. I got him good. I'm going to take him out. Yes. But when you end your prayer, when you end your prayer, and you are praising God, amen? You're telling God, you see, I've asked all of these things from you, but you see, you got all the kingdom. The kingdom belongs to you. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When we have that kingdom, I got heaven. Amen. So you're saying, God, I'm not worried. I just spend this time praying with you. Now look, you have the kingdom. I got it good. You are so, that's when you begin to praise him. You're telling God, oh God, you're too much. Amen. You're just too much. Look at what you've done in my life. You've transformed my life. You look, you've take, you're taking care of my kids. Man, this your kingdom is really powerful. He's transformed my finances. You begin to praise him. For thine is the kingdom. The power and the glory. It's all for your glory, God. I'm praying even this prayer is for your glory. Amen. Give me what I want for your glory. Thine is the kingdom. The power and the glory. That's the time to praise him. Let me read this scripture to you. And this is from the Old Testament. You know something about David? The man after God's heart? <coughs> this guy was really shrewd. He knows how to... Have you, have you been in a home and there some kids, you can't tell them no? Because they know how to get anything from you? How many of you got kids? They, when they come, you can't say no, even if you wanted to say no. They come in and they, they put themselves around and, and they rub you. Hi, daddy. I love you, daddy. And then you're saying, okay, what do you want? And they say, well, not a very big thing. It's just a small thing. Yeah, just tell me. 
and they tell you and you say no and they say oh daddy i really need it before you know you have, you're emptying your pockets here you can have I'm not the only one. I know you daddies are like that. I know that. Forget that. You are part of it too. Yes, you know. And you ladies are like that too. You have this one. They know, they know how to get you. They know, they know how to work it up. David was that kind of guy. David. He knew how to get anything he wanted from God. He was, that guy was shrewd. That's why God says, you know, David is a man after my heart. When David comes, God says, you can have whatever you want. You want my son to come through your lineage? Yeah, you can have that. You can have that. He was a man. Let me show you something what David said. In 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verse 11 and 12, he says, Lord, you are great and powerful. Now, I want you to think about what he says. For thine is the kingdom the power and the glory. That's what Jesus told us to pray, right? Now see what David, this was Old Testament. This guy was smart. This was Old Testament. He knew how to get whatever he wanted. Listen to what David said. He said, Lord, you are great and powerful. You have glory, victory, and honor. Everything in heaven and on earth belongs to you. The kingdom belongs to you. For yours is the kingdom. The kingdom belongs to you, Lord. You are the ruler over everything. He's trying to get into God's good side so he can get whatever he wanted. He says, riches and honor come from you. It is nobody that gets any riches on earth. Everything comes from you. Riches and honor, they come from you. You rule everything, he says. You have the power. Did you know? To you is the kingdom, the power. He's already talked about glory. You have the power and strength to make anyone great and strong. What do you think? from God. He wanted to be great and strong. So God, you got the power. Make me great and strong. Was he great and strong? Oh yes, you bet he was. He knew how to get it. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory. Amen? That's why Jesus wanted us to pray that way. We praise him. Now let me let you know this. Praise to God is not for God's benefit. I'll say it again. Praise to God is not for God's benefit. You know, it is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises unto his name. Not for God, for us. It's a good thing for us. For us and for our children. This is the time to shout before God. Clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. When you get through praying, that's not the time to keep crying. That's the time to shout. That's the time to shout. There is something about shouting before God. Shout. When there is a main serious victory coming to your life, you must shout. 
You must shout. You must glorify God. Praising God is actually judging the enemy. You see, there is, in the scriptures, God has written judgment against the enemy. Based on the death of Jesus Christ, the enemy has lost everything. He still pretends like he has the world. But when you praise God, you actually enforce the law against him. It's a very powerful tool, brothers and sisters. Very powerful tool. When you pray, you must end your prayer in, with, with praise unto God. Start it with glorifying Him, worship, and then end with praise. Sandwich every other thing with those two things. And you got a great sandwich that to sink your teeth in. <laughs> worship and praise. The rest of them, the good stuff will be in the middle for them. Amen. Listen to these words. And these are not my words. I want you to take this word seriously. And we must practice what we hear. Don't just hear and not practice. That's why you don't get it. we don't get any result. Practice those things and then enjoy them and see what God will do. Practice them. Look at what it says. Let the saints be joyful in glory. You're already in glory when you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. To Him be the glory thine is the kingdom the power and the glory but god is saying let the saints be joyful in glory let them sing aloud in the beds let the high praises of god be in their mouth why why they're on their beds let the high praises of god be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand why what would these things do to execute vengeance against the enemy, against nations? Your praise, the high, high praise of God is executing vengeance against all the evil things that Satan is doing in your life and in the world. When you allow those high praises of God to proceed from your mouth towards God, in the spirit realm, the way Satan feels it, he's is against him for the evil things he's done. Against your life and against everybody. To execute vengeance against the nations. And punishment against the people. Is God interested? Are we going to destroy the United States? No. God is talking about principalities and powers that are coming against your life. Those things that are coming against your finances, your life, your children, all of those things. The things He's stolen from you, all of those things. God, as you praise God, God begins to execute judgment against Him. Vengeance for the evil He's done. That's why He has to return them sevenfold. Amen? He has to return them sevenfold. Those things is done. That's the vengeance from God. But your praise is what gets this thing done. To execute vengeance on the nations and punishments on the people. He says to bind their kings with chains. To bind their kings. That's how you bind Satan. Your praise can actually bind Satan. He's your home, he's coming to your heart, your life, your body, your finances. You want him bound? Praise God.
God. Let the high presence of God proceed from your mouth. Tell him how awesome he is. Tell him you're too much God. You can take care of me. I don't care what's going on in my life. I know you're good. I know you're taking care of me. Then as you speak, the chains are going around the enemy. The kings. The chains are going around them. He can't move anymore. Before long, he is incapacitated. He can't do a thing. And you feel the freedom. Amen. You feel the freedom. That's when to dance. I can run. Hallelujah. I can run. I can shout. Because he's taking care of my problem. Not sit and please leave me alone. He says, I got him good. We'll take him out. You shout with the voice of triumph. Let the high praises of God be in your mouth. To execute judgment. Against the enemy. Vengeance against the enemy. To bind their kings with chains. And their rulers. With feathers of iron. The nobles. Those are principalities and, and, and powers. Feathers of iron. They are bound so they can do a thing in your life. When you praise God. That's why it's so important to say let's praise God. Well I don't feel like praising God. more. Well, you don't know what you're saying. You need to praise God. He says to execute on them the written judgment. And you know, God, he says, this honor have all the saints of God. It's an honor given to you. Read that scripture. This honor have all the saints of God. And you are a saint. If you have received Christ into your life, you belong to him. God has given you this honor to bind the enemy with your words. Your praise. Your situation can be turned around because of your praise. And just not only in the, old New, uh, in, the, in the New Testament, but we saw this in the Old Testament. God was testifying to the power of praise, or even in the Old Testament, how powerful praise is. You know, the children of Israel were about to go into battle. They were afraid of their enemies. They were all over the place. A, long, a number of kings had come together to fight them, and they were afraid. And the word of prophecy came and said, we're going to go out. Will you go out to battle putting the choir in the front? The choir, they were up front to fight people with spears. They have no spears. They're singing. Choir singing in front of them. God said, I want the choir to be at the very front. And they were singing praises. And he says, when they started singing, God sent an ambushment against the enemy. Nobody used their sword on that day. God fought for them. As the people were singing praises to God. He destroyed the enemy. All of them. That tells you the power of praise. Sometimes we need to shout. When the enemy is against you. Shout. Come against the enemy with a shout. You know the story of Jericho. How they took over Jericho. Jericho had a, a, huge, a huge wall around it. I mean, they even have, they had homes built on the wall. And God said, I want you to go around the wall. Because there was no way to get into that city. I mean, it was such a thick wall. Rahab had his a house up there. That's how thick that wall was. And God was saying, that's what is the barrier. I'm going to kick it down. I'll kick this barrier down so you go in there and take over. 
How did God ask them to do it? He said, go around it. First day, second day, they did that for seven days. And on the seventh day, they went around it seven times. And on the, God told them, after you've circled it the seventh time, the seventh time on that last day, on the seventh day, I want you to blow the trumpet. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet, the trumpet alone will not do it. The trumpet is the word of God. <laughs> but he says, I want you to shout. When you hear the sound of the trumpet, shout. And as they heard the, the sound of the trumpet, they shouted. And that physical wall fell flat. Clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Don't come out of your prayer closet defeated. Shout when you come out with the voice of triumph. When they shouted, it was the voice of triumph and the words came crashing down. You praise God and shout and the words will come down. Amen. Sometimes we are too mousy with Satan. You know, I remind, I'm reminded of a story about Smith Wigglesworth. You know of Smith Wigglesworth. He was, he was going somewhere to preach and he was standing by a bus stop waiting for the bus. <coughs> and uh, he said a lady left her, her home and was about to, to you know, join, you know, catch the bus, I, I guess. And she walked a little bit and she had this little puppy, you know, walking behind her. And the puppy kept coming, you know, little, little. And she says, no, puppy, you can't come with me. You better go home now. Go home. You can't come with me. Not today. You got to go home. And the puppy would turn around and start going home. But as soon as she turns around to go to the bus, the puppy would turn around and keep coming back. And she says, oh, no, you can't come. Please go back home. And they were on, and, and, and Smith Wigglesworth was amused by what was going on. So he was focused on it. He was just looking at what was going to happen because this puppy were not giving. And then finally, the lady turned back, and, and the puppy was still coming. And she said, get! And the puppy took off and went back home. And Smith Wigglesworth smiled and said, that's what we must do to the devil. Amen. That's what all Christians must do to the devil. You can't be mousing with Satan. Please leave me. Shout. Amen. Shout. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Let the devil put his tail between his legs and run from you. Amen. Amen. Shout. When God called Gideon, you know, God, Gideon felt like he was nobody. He says, God said, man of valor. He says, who are you talking to? Is this somebody around? Is this me? You mean me? Me? How many of us feel that way when God calls Ah, uh, look at you. <laughs> man of valor. He says, who are you talking about? Me? He says, oh, if I'm a man of valor, how come I'm in this situation? Look. What's wrong with this? Yeah. And God said, okay, I'll do something through you. And God made him to go fight. He got these thousands of people. God said, oh, no, no, no. No, you don't need this many people. Reduce the number. 
I'm sure uh, Gideon is doing, huh? Reduce the number. We don't have enough people. I say, yeah, you got too many people, huh? Too many? We're going to fight this great army, too many? Yeah. I only want 300 men. But that's the God we serve. Amen? That's the God we serve. I need 300 men. He told them, take a lamp. Go at night. You know, God knows, knows how to disguise stuff, right? <laughs> Go at night. Pretend like you are a great number. And then, you know, take your lamp and then uh, this is what you must do. He said, you crack that part so that they see the light. But guess what he wanted them to do in addition? Shout! And when they shouted, the victory came. Shout unto God with the voice of fire. There's no need to be feeling sorry for yourself. When you start feeling sorry for yourself instead of praising God, you'll go nowhere. You are not going anywhere. People will feel sorry for you. They will pat your back, but you still stay sick. I remember this story. It was a funny story when I was growing up. I was probably 12 or so. And my family, uh, they sent me to this hospital. And uh, in, you know how you share a room with somebody in the hospital? Yeah, I had a roommate. And uh, he was really sick, I thought, you know. But uh, we'll stay in our room, and when he has no visitor, he's really quiet. But as soon as he hears the sound of his family members, he goes, oh! <laughs> And my eyes will... I'm shocked, and I'll turn around and say, what's going on? He goes, oh, oh. And then the, the family members were rushing, you know, to sympathize with him. And I, it was like drama to these little eyes, you know, my eyes are little. I was wondering, oh, what's going on? He goes, oh, if, you to, if they touch, oh, oh, I didn't say, what? I thought I was the quiet guy. How come is, you know, my little eyes, I was looking at him, what's going on? And then they'll pet him, they'll stroke him, all along he's going, oh, 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 oh. And I'm, I'm look, I was sick, but boy, this was real drama for me. I was watching it. Was watching, oh boy. Wow, this is interesting. And, you know, I f- finally figured out what he, what he was doing all of that for. He wanted a good food, good food to eat. <laughs> so what was happening? They would ask him, what would you eat? He says, nothing. And they said, well, you got to eat something. Yes. And they said, are you going to eat this food? No. He's waiting for them to name that food that he really likes. He wanted that food. As soon as they mention the food he really likes, he says, okay, I will, uh, I will accept that one. <laughs> oh! And I'm going, oh gosh. And as a little boy, as he swallows, I'll be here at this huge Adam's apple. I'll be looking at this Adam's, Adam's apple. <laughs> this guy. I didn't want to stay in the room with him. I didn't wait for them to discharge me. I ran from the hospital, went back home. I couldn't deal with him. I came away feeling like some people just like to be sick. They like the attention. 
They like the flowers. And the whole family running all over. I said, oh, this is true love. They're really loving me. But you are on your back. Before long, you'll be in a casket. And we'll say he was a good man. And bury you. Don't be mousy. Stand up. If God, if, if I need sympathy, I want it from God. Amen. I want that from God. But when God sympathizes with you, you'll be off your bed. Amen. And running. That's better. That's life. Amen. That's life. That's life. So we must always shout to God. Paul and Silas. You remember that? Paul and Silas. They had been beaten. They had them chained. In their mind, they were not going to disturb them anymore. It was over. And at midnight, everybody said midnight. Paul said, Silas! It's praise time. And Silas said, yes, brother. And the prisoners, the other prisoners said, what's going on? Are these guys not? They're in chains and they're singing praises. Paul and Silas were saying, that's just me. We're going to give them earthquake. <laughs> we'll give them some earthquake today. They started praising God. And as they continued to praise God and to pray, the whole prison shook. <laughs> and you know the story. The enemy said, well, I want to be saved now, okay? Please, sir, what can I do to be saved? When we praise God, great things happen. Earthquake. Wars falling down. Enemies destroyed when we praise God. We need to make a commitment today to always praise God. Especially in times of difficulty. Especially in times when we think there are barriers against our lives. And the enemy is coming against us. When you find yourself on your bed because of sickness... That's the right place to be. Let the loud sounds of praise come out from your mouth while you are on your bed. And God will raise you from your bed. Have all eyes closed. All heads bowed this morning. <coughs> if you heard the word today, and you say, look, I don't really know this Jesus very well. I would like to know him more. I really want to know him. Put your hand up quickly. Put it down. Let me see your hand up. I want to know Jesus more. If you're here this morning. And you really want to draw closer to God. And experience the power of heaven. In your life. You're saying I haven't had that. I want to experience that. Can you just stand up to your feet? Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Yes. Go ahead. Stand up. Let's all stand up. Thank you Jesus. Many of us believe we're believers. And I believe you are. But there is a wind, there's a, a wind that is blowing today. 
And we must stay ready for God. God is calling his people into his army that will reach out to the world. And if you want to be a part of that army, you need to get ready. The time is gone for us to just sit back. We have to do something. We have to fight. We cannot be discouraged. We have to fight. If you're going to join me this morning, determine in your heart, we are going to take the word for Christ. Raise your hands to the Lord this morning. Raise your hands to the Lord this morning. We can tell what's going on. How many visitors do we have among us? How many people have you invited to church? Are you afraid to talk to them? These things, have, these things are happening right now. I want you to commit to God this morning and commit. If God is allowing you, you want to commit to the Ark Fellowship because of the vision. Whether you are a member, you are not a member, you want to connect with this vision. I want you to say to God, I'm part of this. We will take the whole of Cyprus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we love you. I thank you. Here are your people today. Your people stand before you right now. And you do bless them. Because they are your people. And I'm going to read this prayer over your life. Before we leave this morning. Numbers chapter 6. Verse 23. Moses speaking. God speaking to Moses. He says, speak to Aaron and his sons. They were the priests saying. This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. In other words. In other words, this is the way you must bless the children of God. Say to them, and I'm going to say this over your life this morning. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. We're dismissed.